you from the Yard Dogs Podcast Studio. A show for the fans by the fans. Talking all things Cleveland Browns. From our mic to your ears. With your hosts, Jason Hand, Mikey P, and Ian Cold Train Cold Iron. Are you ready for some football? We're ready for some football, baby. You are now in the yard. Welcome to the Yard Dogs podcast. This is a podcast, a show for the fans, by the fans. I'm your host, Jason Hand. You can find me on Twitter, at Browns Huddle. To my right is the one and only Mikey P. You can find him on Twitter, at Mikey P422. And below, right here, is Coltrane. You can find him on Twitter, at BrownsFan593. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Is it Tuesday? Well, not, uh, yeah, for Tuesday it's cool, but man, that Cavs game still, still, still on my mind, gentlemen. I'm not gonna lie, still, still feeling a little bit glum. But, it's uh, rough, man. We showed up. It's rough. I mean, three. There's a lot of uh, series that it's three to one. I think there's only one series that's two to two, and that's the Golden State series. But yeah, the Cavs have definitely dug themselves into a hole. Um, what, what, let's start there. What do you guys think, man? Can they push it to a game five? Like I know that's tomorrow night. What, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Mikey P, I'll start with you. Uh, I mean, they're at home. They played better at home. Um, so yeah, there's that option. I just don't know that even if they win tomorrow, you know, I, I just think it's, it's, it's it's going to be over once you get back to New York. Like, other than that third quarter where they got back in the game and took the lead, most of the guys on the court have looked like they didn't even want to be there or just were playing shell-shocked. Like, uh, you got Jared Allen, uh, you know, looks like he's got no energy. Uh, Mitchell Robinson has just been dominating him. Like, he wants no part of that. And the Knicks just have the better – I mean – when, when you break down a series, you usually look at two things. You look at starters, bench, and then coaching and intangibles. And truth be told, the, we only beat the Knicks in one of those categories. So I, I knew it was going to be a tough series. Like, even if we won, it was probably going to go seven. Uh, but at this point, not getting a split in New York and, and splitting at home the first two, uh, it's probably either going to be Knicks in five or Knicks in six, unfortunately. And then I, I – I hate saying this because I feel like I say this with our football team a lot. Like, I think you'll probably see uh, J.B. Uh, Bickerstaff uh, replaced at the end of the year. I think he's taken this team as far as he can take them. Um, I think they need uh, something else to come in there and, uh, you know, maybe get in, their, get in their ass a little bit. You know, it's a young squad still, but sometimes you need that veteran presence, leadership. Uh, guy I've been looking at was Nick Nurse, so, but. I don't know, but you got a game tomorrow, Wednesday night. You go out, you win the game, you get to play Friday. You pull that off, you get to play Sunday. So that's where you're at, man. It's winter go out, unfortunately. You got nothing to lose. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Your your only goal is to extend it to the next game. So we will see tomorrow night. Coltrane, I know you got thoughts, man. You're a big Spike Lee fan, so I, I I know that this is disappointing you that we're going against his squad, the New York Knicks. Yeah, I mean, 
I watched every every. Um, I'm not gonna lie, guys. It, the Sunday one o'clock felt like a brown Sunday for me. Um, you know, it, it was so 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 uh, common to the Browns to where you get up, you give up. You're on Messenger with you guys in our group chat. I'm like, I'm done. It's over. You got Brian, you know, singing the song and there's. He's singing karaoke somewhere, and he's, oh, we're still in it. Mikey's like, we're done. Fire JB. Um, you go through those emotions of, like, you give up, and mid-third quarter, you're back in. You're like, I'm all in. I'm back. And then you just get duped again. Um, it just, it, it's so reminiscent of a Browns game, man, where you're up, you're up, you're down, you're down, then you're back up, then you're down. But um, for me, I, I'm with Mikey. I think they win – tomorrow but sad to say i just i'll say this you know time and time again so they can prove me wrong they can't win in new york they, they just I, I don't it's like it's their kryptonite like i don't understand it's not hard to deal with the crowd like that you just make your shots and that's the only no, reason i think they're gonna win tomorrow is um they've been so bad at shooting the last two games there's only one way but up at this point, you know. So, for me, um, I think Mitchell has a better game. You know, all these guys have just been having crap games. They, you know, will actually score some points this time and, and will win. But I'm with Mikey. You go back to New it, it, it would be a different story if, you know, maybe they were playing in New York tomorrow and they win. They like The, the chance already, you know, your chance is already gone. This isn't the LeBron-Kyrie team. I've even seen tweets about that. This is – this is not your comeback from three and one Cleveland team. That's not how they're built. Um, I agree with Mikey as well. If they can find a better coach, they will. If he's out there and statistically speaking, and just you know fit a team fit for us, they will get rid of JB because it's not the fact that we're going to lose this series. It's the fact of the way they're playing. It's just absolute crap. It, 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 and, and if you guys again reminiscent of the Browns. Not only are they playing bad, but if you've noticed, every – is it just me? Every traveling call, every loose ball that's about to go out of bounds, here comes the Cavs, and then he dishes it back to, to another New Yorker. Now New York's got the ball. Like, it just, it's, it's one of those Cleveland teams where it's – or Cleveland games where it's just like the Browns were like, we don't get fumbles. We don't get the lucky turnovers that other teams get. Like, for me, it's just we, – we stunk it up for two games straight. And on top of it, we're not getting boards. You know, we're fouling people for no reason. And we're just, like I said, we're not getting those lucky rolls or those lucky bounces. But, yeah, I'll be honest with you guys. I, I have been depressed just because I thought the same thing Mikey thought. You know, when I first saw the series, I thought, you know, we, we would dominate New York. Then I started looking at, like, you know, as I didn't watch every Cavs game. I'm looking at like, oh, okay, we've never beat New York, or we've never beat New York in New York. What would, what would we like, one and two or something like that, you know, during the season? Um, it just, like Mikey said, it's a bad matchup. But one last guy that I will say takes some blame for this as well is Colby Altman. Um, didn't make a move at the deadline, said everything was good, kind of played the if it ain't broke, don't fix it call. But my issue with Kobe is, that's what's beating us right now. Honestly, first of all, we're not making shots, but, but, but also their bench and their depth that they have is way better than ours. I mean, ours, we're not even utilizing. There's guys like on the bench like Lopez, they're not even getting in the game. 
They, they won't even, it's like JV refuses to play him because they're, I mean, I don't think they'll do any better than what we have on the, on the, you know, core anyways. But like I said, guys, I guess I'll just con- conclude with, um, you know, please for the grace of God tomorrow. It's just for your pride at this point. Like, I, again, I don't even care if they win the series. I just, New York fans, I've learned so much about New York fans. This, this process though, guys, but their, their fandom, I'm going to say this publicly. They're the most obnoxious, a-hole, loser, like, rub-it-in-your-face fans. And, and I just I, – that's the one fan I can't stand. Even worse than Steelers fans, I'll say it. Like, it, I was all over Twitter blasting them because it's just like – it's like, all right, it's kind of like that thing where you, you play your, your buddy in darts or pool at the bar and, and, you, and he beats you. And then he just keeps digging at you like, okay, we get it. You beat us. Like, that's just the thing about New York fans. I never realized that until this series in particular where every win is like the Super Bowl for them. And they cheer and they, and they, and they rub it in your face and they, they treat you like a piece of crap, like, oh, Cleveland sucks. Like, again, it was just a bad draw for us. You know, I'm not making excuses, but clearly J.B. Bickerstaff is not a playoff coach. I mean, so far, so far not so good for J.B. right now. But like I said, I, I'll end with this. I promise I'm done. New York fans have to be the worst. Whether it's the Yankees series with, with the Guardians or this kind of shit right here, they're the worst fan base in sports. And I'm sorry. I hope you guys get knocked the crap out next series when you advance because you don't deserve it. And I'll end it with that. They don't deserve a title the way they act. Spike Lee's high five and Cavs player or a. Uh, you know, uh, Knicks players, like, he's one of them. He's high. I mean, when I saw that, I was th- about to throw a brick through my TV. Because I'm like, Spike Lee, sit the fuck down. What are you doing, dude? You weirdo. <laughs> high-fiving people. Like, you know, like, you're you know, even half them. You don't even got half them out there high-fiving Watson after a TD. I mean, come on, bro. So, that's yeah, it. It's... That's my stink, man. But it, 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 it was a rough weekend, fellas. Rough weekend. Yeah, I mean, to be down three games to one, uh, the, the chances that you even come back in the series is is slim to none. But as Mikey P said, you're in the one game at a time mentality. You have to be, right? I mean, it's it's win or go home. So yeah. if you want to play one more game, you got to win the next one. And, and you go into the playoff series, and you look at these teams, and teams that dom- – like the Knicks were 3-1 and one against the Cavs in the regular season. But it, when you looked at the series, you're like, if they could get past them, we had a lot of success against Milwaukee and Miami this year. And that's the, that's who you're playing next round if you win. I was like, man, if they potentially could get past the Knicks, I think they can beat either Milwaukee or Miami. And then and then you're you know you're probably playing Boston in the finals. And I thought we played pretty good when we played against Boston. It's just for some reason this year, there's been a handful of teams when the Cavs play them, they've just they're just not good matches for them. And the Knicks are one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you could take positives. I mean, I guess it's positive. They made the playoffs. Um, most Cavs fans wanted it to be the Knicks. So they, they got the Knicks, you know, in the playoffs. The, the other positives are, Hey, you're getting a ton of playoff experience where Coltrane, as you mentioned, this is a young squad, man. They're, they're not playoff battle tested. Right. But they are now. So, um, you, you, no matter what happens, you can go in the off season and uh, 
pull positives out of the season because it was a good year for the Cavs, you know, and I, I'm pretty sure that they're going to be back next year. I'm sure they're going to make a, a, you know, a few more additions to make them even stronger, but nothing to, you know, nothing to hang your head down about. I mean, they had a good season, just this series sucked, but uh, we'll, we'll see you tomorrow night. You know, they make it three games of two. Now you're heading into games. You know, I'm, I'm doing the, what it, it I have Browns in my blood, right? Hey, what if we do this? What if you... <laughs> Probably it's not going to happen, but we'll find out tomorrow night. They need another point guard off the bench that can give you key minutes. They need another three-point shooter off the bench, and they need they need somebody that plays with a mean, nasty streak. Like, he doesn't have to be an elite-level player. Like, a lot of people hate on that uh, – was it Dylan Brooks? Is that his name? From Ooh. Memphis. A lot of people talk about him, but – you kind of need a guy like that that's not going to be afraid to mix it up in the get in the fray. Like you, you need those guys because those guys rub off on people and then it kind of plays with an edge. Because I mean, you look at Memphis. I don't think Memphis is a great team, but they play they play edgy basketball. I mean, they're they're losing the Lakers right now, but like they don't back down from anybody. They don't back down from a challenge, and that's one thing about this Cavs team. This series, is like, I feel like at times they've almost played. Uh, Played scared. Yeah. Well, we do have some comments rolling in from Drew and Brick City. You know, you guys know Drew and Brick City. He says, uh, "Hello, guys." And he had to, he had to eat some Reese's uh, cupcakes to deal with the pain. Oh, good move, Reese's cupcakes. No, haven't heard That's of that, but move, uh, man, I am um, I'm in on some Reese's cupcakes. There it is, right there. Uh, Mobley definitely needs to beef up. He said, do Allen and Mobley need to beef up? Yeah, Mobley needs to be hitting uh, uh, the gym and, and, and bulking up some. Allen could bulk up a little bit more too, but I have a feeling in this offseason you're probably going to see Allen moved. Yeah, I, I do too. I have the same feeling, man. Just, just because of his no-show. like like Donovan was a no-show some games, but Allen's been consistently, uh, should I say, pussy. Uh, when it comes to you know blocking the rim and just getting getting fouls, uh, he, he just I don't know man he just he wasn't he wasn't as impressive as I thought he would be in the playoffs and he just New York's uh, big men make him look so weak. Um, mm-hmm. That's the reality of it, and I just I don't like that look for us. I don't like that look for him. I mean, he makes good money too, but um, yeah, man, if we can replace him with the Dylan Brooks type guy that just like Mikey's talking about doesn't give a crap and just you know gets in your face, I'd love it. Because it's definitely not Brooke Lopez either. <laughs> no, I, so. I, 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 as much as I hate the guy, I would take Draymond Green on my team. Because yeah, I know I he's going to play with an edge. And then other guys feed off of that. They, yeah. you, you need those guys. As much as people hate those guys, like when people talk about the Bulls, the last term, why they were so great, it's because Rodman was the edge. Like, he brought the edge every night. The worm. Those guys didn't those guys couldn't let up because they had a guy like a Rodman who was, if you, you it's one thing I'll say about Dennis Rodman. Guy couldn't really shoot that well. Great rebounder, but he was a freaking hustler. He, he was like a 47% free throw shooter, I think. Yeah. Gave you 120% <laughs> every night. You knew, yeah. you knew no matter what, Rodman was showing up. Yeah. Well, because the Cavs are trailing by three to one. And some say it's impossible that they can come back. 
But sports history tells us that anything's possible. Like you just don't. We could come on this show a week from now and go, "Oh my God, it's a uh, game seven time, baby." I don't know when game seven would be, but um, you get my point. There, so my question to you guys: What is the biggest sports comeback that you've seen, either live or on television? And who's ready for this question? Mikey P, what's the biggest sports comeback you've ever seen live uh, or on television? And by the way, commenters, while Mikey's thinking of this, if you're, uh, if you're watching us from YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, welcome to the Yard Dogs podcast. Yeah, Your one. comments are welcome. Definitely, man. Comment on the show. And um, we will obviously talk about your comments. But what are the biggest comebacks you've seen in sports history? If you're watching this show, go ahead and comment on that. and We'd be glad to talk about it. But Mikey P, I'll start with you. The one I remember the most was uh, it was a playoff game. It was Buffalo was losing at home to Houston, the Houston Oilers. Um, It was 28 to three at half. And Frank Reich was playing for, uh, for Buffalo. And I remember, I can even remember at halftime, I think it was Boomer Esiason said, don't count. Like, and the, if you, I think if you go back and find it on YouTube, like, the rest of the guys on the CBS crew laugh at him. Is either CBS or NBC was on at the time. The rest of the guys in the studio laugh at him because he goes, "You know, how do you think? How does how does Buffalo get back in the game?" He's like, "I don't wouldn't count Buffalo out in the second half." He's like, "They got Frank Reich coming into the game," and and he's like, "And Frank Reich had an epic comeback against Boomer in when in college uh, when because they both played at Maryland and he witnessed uh, Frank Reich. I think it was at Maryland." had an epic comeback like that. And he said, don't count Frank Wright out. He's the king of comebacks. And they laughed at him. And they ended up winning that game. That today, like, I watched that game with a Houston. My buddy used to be a big Houston Oilers fan. He was a fan of the run and shoot. He loved Warren Moon to death. Like, it was one of his favorite teams. Watching that game with him and watching the pain he went through in that that second half was something so that's probably the one i remember the most is witnessing uh watching on tv that that uh playoff comeback by the bills i think as you're commenting on it drew wrote frank wright comeback is uh bills qb2 over the houston in the playoffs so mm-hmm. um that's funny you guys thought thought about the same thing coltrane what what do you what game do you remember as a big sports comeback you know uh, I will just say two. I will just I'll keep it generic, but two two championships that we all know about, or one championship, and then you know I'll say a current game from this year's Browns schedule. Um, obviously, no doubt for me is 2016 uh, NBA championship Cavaliers, just because it goes back to what I was saying earlier on the show. You went up, you went down, you went up, you went down. I mean that whole series, you never thought you had a chance. Um, that was pretty much the first big championship in my lifetime. I remember exactly where I was, um, how I was watching with my friends. And just I just remember um, after that block to Iguodawa and then the, you know, um, the made shot by Kyrie. It was just um, it was epic, man. I mean, as a Cleveland sports fan, at least in my lifetime, that was um, one of my favorite all times. just because like I still never I never I just it's still hard to believe just how we came back in that series and just literally, you know, won a championship, which I've been yearning for so badly with the Browns. But like I said, the Cavaliers was the next best thing. Um, and I would say the second 
game that just worth worthy worthy mention just on the topic um for me guys you might laugh at me um as you guys know on the show too like i was i was the opposite of the baker bro had to be week one carolina uh browns this year dude um a lot of fans and we'll talk about this you know 10 years from now a lot of fans took that really serious you know that game and when you look about it now as, as the the full gesture of the season goes by or has gone by now that was our super bowl you know that one game was and we talked about on the show like how important it was to us as fans and just, you know, the whole Baker drama behind it. I think if we lost that game, at least for me, I, I would have been devastated. You know, I really, it, that field goal when they made, you know, when they drove down and, 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 and this kid makes this 60 plus yard field goal to win the game in Carolina on the road. Um, I just remember too, I had the video, I had it, it, was, it got a pretty, you know, pretty good amount of likes. I had, I had my phone out. And I watched my whole reaction to the to the kick because I didn't know if he was I didn't think he was going to get it in, but I just recorded myself and I never just forget that laugh and just that that genuine happiness you could hear in my voice, you know, when you, you listen to yourself over again. Um, as a Cleveland fan, that meant a lot, and I just I will never forget. Even though the game ain't have absolutely nothing to the year, but we started off one and zero. That that game for for me was was it was a game changer just because it was nice to like like I said on the show, it was nice to just kind of finally bury baker mayfield and like even me as a person and as a fan like i was able to bury him and move on with my life and like now i don't even tweet about him so it's like it was almost like a sickness and that that game was what a lot of us needed just to get over that hump and now it's gone and and, and we can move on even even this year i we don't play him i don't give a crap um, i'm not concerned with him you know what i mean so it's just good game, good game. we don't play him as of yet so, I mean, he was on a couple teams last year, so I wouldn't rule that out completely. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But I I'll try to lose sleep over it. Yes. Did you have something, Mikey? So, oh, I was going to say, so I was right. Frank Wright did. He's the only quarterback. It's probably got to be a crazy, like, so if you're ever at a quiz or at a bar and they're doing a trivia contest, what quarterback has led his team from a 31 and a 32 point comeback in college and NFL? Frank Reich. Apparently, he they were down 30, 31 to Miami, the University of Miami, and he he led a comeback. And then I didn't, I totally forgot about this. In that game, it was 28 3 at halftime. Houston took the opening kick of the second half and drove right down and scored. They were actually up 35 to 3. Usually you see like with a comeback, like I totally forgot about that. Like usually what happens is the team gets the, the other team gets the opening kick. They drive down and score. And then the other team gets it back and punts it right away. And then they score again. And then all of a sudden like momentum changes. The fact that they scored <laughs> in the opening of the second half and still blew that game. God, man, that felt like a Browns loss. Mm. I have a couple. All right. So, I don't know. I know you guys know this. Maybe some of the audience doesn't know. I grew up and, and still root for him, but I grew up a huge Phoenix Suns fan. That's where I'm from is Phoenix. And uh, my dad and I, this was, uh, this was probably 20 years ago. My dad and I uh, drove to Charlotte, North Carolina to watch the Charlotte Hornets versus the Phoenix Suns. And this Jason Kidd was our point guard. Y'all remember him? He was fantastic to watch. I mean, what a what a talent he was. But 
we drove all that way to Charlotte. We, you know, have our gear on, you know, we're, we're all dressed up for the game and the Hornets are blowing, like blowing the doors off of it. Right. We're, we're down 18 points with th- like three and a half minutes left to go. If you're an NBA fan, you will know that if you're down 18 points with three and a half minutes, it's over. Right. I mean, it's, it's over. You, you might as well leave, but I've never been that type of fan where I leave early. So we drove all that way. I said, well, <laughs> we're staying. I am not joking, bro. All of a sudden, the Suns caught fire. I think they scored like a couple threes in a row. Now, all of a sudden, instead of 18 points, it's now 12 points. And you're like, well, this is getting interesting. A couple fouls happened. We ended up winning that basketball game. Winning the basketball game. My dad and I were super pumped. We're the only Suns fans in the whole place because, you know, we're in Charlotte, right? <laughs> They're all Hornets fans. So we get out outside the stadium and, you know, where the uh, buses pull out and some of the Suns players came out and Jason Kidd came out. And, and I don't know what I said to him, but the gist of it, I was like, Jason, that was one of the best comebacks that I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen a lot of sports and he's like, Oh, thanks man. And that was amazing. You know, I don't know what he said, but uh, what an amazing night, especially, you know, we were at the right end of the comeback, but that was good. Another uh, comeback that we weren't on the right side of that. I was also there was at the, the wild card game against the Steelers in 2003. <laughs> that sucked. You, you guys remember that game, the Browns, I think, they had a 17-point lead. Dennis going into, that. Yes. That drop. What Dude, is that first down? My, my buddy and I were there. We flew in from Virginia Beach. Like when, when the Browns made the playoffs, I was like everybody. We were all just super stoked, excited. And then I found out, you know, it's in Pittsburgh. It's like a seven-and-a-half-hour drive from here. But I'm like – I turned my best friend. We were in a sports bar at the time when we made the playoffs. I forget who it was that we had to win, and then another team had to win for us to even get in the playoffs. But everything happened, and we got in. And I turned to my buddy at the bar and said, you're going with me. And I I bought a plane ticket that night. But uh, anyways, um, we all know how that happened. The the Steelers had just an amazing second half. We had Kelly Holcomb, which he was playing lights out towards the end of the year. Um, but as a fan in Heinz field, I'll never forget, you know, how the, you talked about the New York fans being worse than Steelers fans, Coltrane, dude, we were getting snowballs thrown at us, pelting us in the back. I had one guy come up to me after the game. He goes, man, you're lucky that y'all lost that game. You'd be swimming in the river right now. And he was like missing five teeth in the front of his, I'm like, oh, oh, wow. But, um, you know, it was, it was was a a great time in the city of Pittsburgh for the weekend. We just had a, we just had a great time. Um, but the, the game didn't turn out the way that I wanted, but what an amazing comeback. And I saw both of them live one. I was on the right side of it. The other one, not so much. And, you know, and, and, and also mentioned last week's guest, uh, Andrew Van Meter. He, he had referenced the Tennessee Titans game in Tennessee. We were down like 30. What's that? Hoyer the, the Destroyer. Hoyer the Destroyer. We were down, what do you say, 38 to 6 or yeah, something like that. But there's been a lot of sports comebacks, man, like Brady in the Super Bowl. I thought we were down 21 in that game. 
I I think it was more than that, but we can look it up. We sh- should have looked that up. But, you know, like Brady in the Super Bowl, being down, was it 38-3? to 28-3. 28-3. And, um, you know, they, they came back and won the Super Bowl. So you mentioned it earlier, Coltrane, the Cavs were down 3-1 to one and came back against the Warriors. And once, who knows what can happen, but the bottom line is they got to win tomorrow night to get past. Um, Casey Kinneman says 25 points, second yeah. half comeback. We were down 28 to three and came back and won that game 29, 28. The Kinneman. I haven't, I haven't, how you doing Casey? Um, he, he's been a friend of the show for a long time. Uh, such a good dude. Um, we're going to see a game together. I know we are eventually, but, uh, Casey Kinneman, great guy. Um, he, he, uh, corrected us there. 25 point. Um, second half. And he says, I'm living my dude. So, um, before we move on to the next thing, Mikey P tell us about homage. The yard dogs podcast, of course, and network two one six are proud partners with homage, the apparel company. If you haven't tried homage yet, you are missing out. Just remember homage is always coming out with on point, cutting edge sports apparel showing support for your team. Doesn't have to cost an arm and a leg. As a bonus, you will get special discounts using our link to shop at Homage. Support the show and do it in style by shopping for all your favorite sports team gear at Homage. Find the link on our website, www.network216ohio.com, or look for our Homage links on Twitter at Yard Dogs Pod. Shop Homage today. And remember, they not only have Browns gear, they have Buckeyes, Cavs, mm-hmm. Guards, Guardians. They have all. They have colleges, other colleges up there. I think Kent State, Akron's on there. Um, you know, check it out. They even if the Browns aren't your favorite NFL team, they have other NFL teams. My they buddy do. buys Packers, and my other buddy buys Eagles gear off of there all the time using our links. Yeah, they. I was surprised to know this because, um, you know, Cleveland gear just sells like hotcakes on homage, but. We got a message saying they have a few Guardian starter jackets left over. So, wow. if you're a Guardians fan, you can get uh, Coltrane. You you like uh, the starter jackets? You know what I'm talking about. That's good good stuff. I just bought one, a Browns one. But uh, yeah, yeah, I just I just got two free tickets from my job to uh, sit in the corporate seats, if you will, at the Guardians mm-hmm. game in August. So I mean, it's a little ways away, but. I'm excited to be Detroit Tigers, Guardians. Uh, I told my general manager I was a – well, I think he just – it was so odd. He's a Bills fan, but he, he knew I was a Cleveland fan. But I, was, I said, I'm all I'm Cleveland all the way, baby. Guardians, Cavs, Browns. Um, he finally knew that, and he called the Cleveland branch and, and got me two tickets. So, nice. shout out to him. But look, looking for that Guardians game, maybe I'll have to get the starter jack. Because I, I like to look good, you know, when I go to stuff like that, especially Guardians, Cavs, Browns, I always like to represent. So yeah, I, might I don't think you need the jacket in August, though. <laughs> ah, you know, it's Cleveland, though, Mikey. Yeah, yeah, you yeah never not know. during the game, but at 9, 30, 10 o'clock when that wind kicks in by that lake, dude. That's the thing about Ohio weather, man. You it is wild, know. dude. I w- yeah, you never a- know. A couple years ago, I went to see my grandma because my grandma was real sick, and I wanted to see her because we thought it was going to be her last Mother's Day. Um, on the on this earth, and it ended up being that way. Um, so we went up for Mother's Day and saw her. And just when I was up there, the uh, Indians were actually playing the Twins. So I, I went in, and it was like Mother's Day weekend in May. It was like seventy, almost eighty degrees during the day. And I go out there, and it was like a, I think it was a four o five game on a Saturday. And when I was yeah. leaving, 
I had to put my uh I need a sweatshirt. I was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I got sunburned from sitting in the sun for the game. Yep. And by the time I'm leaving, I'm like, it is cold. <laughs> yeah, warm days, cool nights. Usually typically a Cleveland, a Cleveland summer is like, you know, usually you get those cool nights, those that cool breeze night. It was wild. So Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Um, I want to give a shout out to the dog chug. That's another show on network two one six. I won. Can you guys see this? I won this beer mug from the dog chug. It says not just another podcast, a dog cast. So that's what I'm enjoying my beverage from. Um, we were thinking, you know, Mikey P and I were talking pre-show that maybe I should chug it, but I don't know if I'm going to do that. This is an IPA. Um, oh, you don't want to chug an IPA. I don't want to chug an IPA, but do you guys think any less of me for not chugging it? Is that a, it's okay? Is yeah, it yeah. okay if I just sip it? <laughs> yeah. Andy would chug it. I've seen him chug some crazy stuff. <laughs> Dude, I've seen him chug Jack Daniels. Like, that guy's nuts. <laughs> that guy's insane. But check out the dog chug. They're on what night, Mikey P? Is it Thursday they're night? They're Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Wednesday night, 10 o'clock, fantastic show. So uh, be sure to check them out. Let's get into the next thing. You know, we have the draft coming up in two days. Now, although the Browns don't have a pick on Thursday night, we all know that. Um, We do have a couple third-round picks. But instead of us just watching the draft on Thursday and not having any fun because the Browns don't have a pick, I thought maybe we'd do a little Yard Dogs podcast Prop bet, no money involved. Uh, cold train, no hot chip challenge. Just a friendly bet, and I'm gonna write down our answers. And then next Tuesday's show, we'll see who was the closest. Okay. Would that be fun to do? I mean, I think it would be fun yeah. for Thursday night. We can keep track. Uh, maybe the audience, if you have a pen and paper, maybe you can write down your answers and see how close you come. But I have, uh, I have ten questions. Uh, 10 prop bets, and we're going to all give our answers and, and maybe talk about it a little bit. But um, this this relates to the first round only. So this is this coming Thursday night. Um, these are prop bets. Okay. So I'm going to start with Mikey P, and we'll go around the table here. Uh, Mikey P, I'm going to start with how many QBs get drafted in the first round? Four. Four QBs. There's a potential for five, but I'm going to go for I think the fifth goes in the second one. I think the other one will go sad. Yeah, I was between four and five QBs. I mean, you know, you can go down the list of the top ten. I mean, Carolina's taking a QB. Houston Texans could take a QB. They have two picks in the first round. Cardinals aren't taking a QB. The Colts are going to take a QB. Seattle could take a QB. Detroit could take a QB. I mean, there's there's four or five just in the top ten, not including all thirty two teams. So you're you're uh, gonna say four. Coltrane, where are you at? Uh I guess I just don't want to match four. I mean, obviously that's what I thought too. But let's just go with five. Uh, why not? It's a quarterback hungry league. Maybe some teams grab that fifth QB just because they just, you know, want to, you know, pick the best available or who they think the best QB talent. So who knows? We'll go with five. And as the comments roll in, feel free to answer this question. How many QBs do you think will go in the 
first round. Um, I'm going to agree with Coltrane. I'm going to say five QBs go in the first round. I think four go fairly quickly, and then there's going to be one more, you know, like Lamar Jackson. Didn't he get drafted? Wasn't he like the 32nd? Didn't Baltimore take him at number 32? Could be something yeah, like that. Late. Yeah, it was, it was late. late. So, so you could have uh, something like that. But I'm going to say five just like Coltrane. All right, question number two. Um, how many trades do you guys think will happen in the first round? How many trades do you think? What, what's that? Um, what's that uh, s- sound on ESPN? What's that sound when there's a trade? Um, I don't know if that's it. That might be Sports Center, Mikey. I think that's Sports Center, Mikey. But I think they <laughs> do it for Sports Center. It, I, it, okay, I don't know what sound it is, but you guys know what I'm like, talking about. I always like, get excited when I hear that. You're like, because you could be like eating dinner and you hear that sound. You're like, ooh, what's happening? You, yeah, you, know, you quickly yeah, read yeah. the bottom of the screen like, who who just traded? So, all right, um, Coltrane, I'm going to start with you. How many trades in the first round? I'm going to go with the same number as QBs. I think five. I don't want to go too high. Wow. Five uh, trades. Yeah. Wow, that, that's that's a lot. Well, I mean, I mean, a lot of people like to move up, move down. Um, I mean, I think just those alone. But uh, yeah, five. I'll say five. Okay. I'm gonna say two. I'm gonna go low on that. I'm gonna say two trades happened in the first round, and I have no <laughs> no reasonable explanation as to why that'll happen. Um, I would like to know what the average is per year. I, I don't know that answer, but I, I'm going to say two. Casey Kinnaman says three. Um, Casey Kinnaman says three trades in the first round. Yes. That's the sound, Mikey P. We have breaking news. That's it. I thought that was the pick is in sound, really. I don't know. You guys. No, that's the trade sound. I think, I, I think oh, it's I in thought, for. I think it. And then it does it for both when the pick is in or the trade is in. Okay, okay, all right. It's, it's like when that when you hear that sound, day. like pay attention, something's going on. Yeah, <laughs> all right, Mikey P, how many trades in the first round? Do you agree with Coltrane, myself, or are you more where Casey Kinneman is at three picks? Trades. I'm gonna I'm gonna say four. Ooh. It's always exciting when there's more trades. Like if there's five I, trades, Coltrane, like I'm I'll sign up for that. Like that's really cool, man. When, when trades happen, because it's it's fascinating to see uh, which team won the trade, even though you probably won't know for a couple years. But it's 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 cool to see like what team got what, were there players involved, you know that kind of thing. So, Mikey P says four, I say two, Coltrane says five, and Kinman says three. Um, Drew in Brick City says one trade has happened already. If you if you count Panthers in Chicago, yeah, we know that happened, but yeah, we're gonna say for draft night. It's a good trade, by the yeah, way. I think um, Panthers moving up like that. I think potentially Arizona might try to move back and get more picks because I think they're almost looking at this year as maybe a punt kind of year. I think Indy is in play for a trade. Uh, the Raiders are for a trade. I think that somebody Carolina- always. Uh, obviously, top ten tries to get in the top. 
Yeah. I mean, Carolina, obviously, they've already traded the Bears, so they're staying at one. Houston's going to pick, you know, and they have two picks in the first round, so they probably, right, they have two picks in the first round, right, the Texans? So I don't think they're going to go QB the first pick. They might pick, a you know, the top defensive player uh, for the second pick. The draft, the Cardinals, you're right, Mikey P, the Cardinals, that's the interesting pick, right, because they can move down get trade capital like there's going to be QB hungry teams that want to move to that spot especially ahead of Indianapolis like cuz I think they're going to pick a QB so mm going to be fun be be on the lookout for maybe Arizona to deal Hopkins to the Detroit Lions ooh mm that could be interesting. You could see some jockeying and some moving on that. I mean, they're going to be without J-Mo Williams again this year for, what, six games at least. Um, they get Hopkins. Maybe maybe they don't have to give up very much for him. They could even uh, give up minimum draft. I think Arizona at this point really just trying to unload the salary, um, you know. Maybe a, a swap of first and second round picks or something comes into play, maybe like swapping positions. I don't know. They just, uh, I, I started thinking about them when Jameson Williams went out. I was like, you know, I think Detroit, I think Detroit honestly looks at this as a opportunity this year for them. Minnesota's kind of fading from the pack. Green Bay just traded Aaron Rodgers. I don't think they're going to be competing. Chicago's a rebuilding team. Detroit was right there last year. This they is were to take the north, and I think they like Jared Goff. They do, you know. I think they really do, and and Hopkins could do well with them. I think so. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Um, what? Uh, okay. Here's all right, we might have just talked about this, but this is the third question. What team is the first uh, to trade out of their spot? So. So we just talked about a couple teams. What team do you think is the first team to trade out of their spot? Mikey P, I'll start with you because I think you kind of just answered this. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'm going to say Arizona. Mm-hmm. Arizona. Uh, Coltrane? I'll say Seattle. Seattle's first team to trade out. I am going to um, – even though I – I don't think this is going to – I mean, so like the Houston Texans are interesting, right, because they could take the top defensive player, probably be a defensive end, um, or they can trade out of that spot just to go down a couple spots and and, and gain uh, draft capital. Either move – either move could be smart, but just because you picked Arizona, Mikey P, I'm going to pick Houston, even though I don't think they will. But I'm just going to – for the sake of the question, I'm going to pick Houston would be the first to trade out. Casey Kinnaman says Arizona ain't picking at three. He says Arizona's going to trade out of that spot. Man, oh, you and this guy, Mikey, are like spot on. Yeah, man, Arizona's feeling themselves. They 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 uh, invested all the time and energy with Nike to come up with boring ass, terrible jerseys again, and uh, you know they're like, yeah, we we're not in a rush to make a pick. Our, our quarterback's out for half the year with an ACL injury. <laughs> uh, is he really? 
Well, I mean, I, I would think so. I mean, he got injured late in the season. So, I mean, ACLs. I didn't know that. I thought he was good to go this year. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I think you'll probably see him on the pup list for the fir- at least the first six weeks, if I had to guess. Well. That's how you'll know whether or not what they're serious about. Are they are they serious about trying to compete this year, or are they rebuilding if they try to rush them back? Yeah. Um, all right, next question. How many O linemen are taken in the first round? <laughs> Mikey P, I'll start with you. Uh, I'll go three. Three O linemen. Coltrane? Five. I was thinking five, too. Um, I'll say four. I will say four. You know, O linemen, I mean, that's. It's not it's not the sexy pick, right? I mean, when you pick an O lineman, it's not like sexy unless it's like Joe Thomas. Then you know that's a good pick. But um, but if you're like the seventeenth, eighteenth pick, and you and you take an O lineman, be honest, the fan base is like giving you the cold train look. Cold train. Remember how you're you're talking about the reaction when you pick somebody? You're like, really? That's our pick? You know, that's the way it is when you pick an O lineman. But it's important, right? Because they're they're protecting your investment at quarterback, which these quarterbacks are not cheap nowadays. So you got, it's like yeah. your insurance policy. So although it's not sexy, it is important. Um, we're somewhere at, you know, as a podcaster, somewhere three to three to five offensive linemen drafted in the, in the first round. Drew says four. So he's, he's with me. Drew's with me. Casey Kinnaman's lined up with, with Mikey P obviously. Most of the time. <laughs> All right. Um, what team will be the first to have? Oh, this is good. What what team will be the first? You know how when they, they do the pick and then they, they kind of pan the audience in the draft at the draft? What team will, will be the first to have a booing audience after their pick? <laughs> like doing the, what the Ooh. F? You, um, w- which team do you think? <laughs> oh, I know. I know who I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm, I'll, I'll go first. I'm thinking I'm thinking the Giants because they like that word WTF. Like they're 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 kind of rough around the edges a little bit. And they, they're they're more they're more likely to go, what the yeah, after their picks. So I'm gonna pick the the New York Giants as the fan base that is the first that's gonna boo the the uh the pick in the first round. I'm going to say the Raiders. I don't really like their fan base, to be honest, but I just think that they're, you know, one of those, oh, you know, who's this guy? Or, or come on. It's always you sound like a New Yorker, Coltrane. Don't say that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'll say the Raiders. Mikey P. I'm gonna say the Raiders too. That's that's who I first thought of. Raiders, the Raiders. All right, moving on here. Um, will Anthony Richardson get drafted in the top ten? This is a yes or no question. Um, I gotta say, who's? Uh, I'll start. Uh, yes, I do think he gets drafted in the top ten. And the reason why I think that is not because of the current draft order, but I think a team will trade up into the top 10 to get him. 
is what I think. So I will say yes. Mikey P, what is your answer? Yes or no? You freeze? All right, let's move to Coltrane. Yes or no? Anthony Richardson. 100% yes. Okay. A dual threat quarterback like that, I just don't think. Uh, I mean, they're, now they're saying his accuracy is scary good. I don't know. But um, I definitely, 100%, that guy's going to go top 10. It's just a QB hungry league. I know you're exactly right, Jason. Somebody will trade up to get him if they have to. Yeah. And it could be somebody like that we're seeing, you know, in the top 10 right now. We don't know. But uh, it could be somebody that trades up in the top 10 because. Believe me, and Coltrane, you know this, man. Once that first, second, third QB goes off the board, teams start going, oh, shit, and they start getting desperate. And the team that yeah. doesn't have a quarterback will overpay to move up and make that happen. So, yeah, I think yeah. I think that absolutely he, he will go in the top ten. Mikey's still frozen? Uh, no, he's not. He's back with us. Mikey P., what's your answer? Are you with us, Mikey P.? Yeah in the top 10 yes yes okay yes okay. <laughs> mikey, mikey p's back all right um here's one which which qb goes number one which qb goes number one i, I i'm gonna say bryce young i mean i i want it to be cj stroud i mean i live in columbus but um i, I don't think that's carolina's guy i think carolina gets bryce young Mikey P. Uh, I'm going to say that uh, I've heard some smoke out there. Um, Carolina goes Levis. Ooh. Kind of like a Browns Dick Baker splash a little bit, huh? Would they have moved up to number one to get Will Levis? I mean, you got to think this happened like, what, four or five weeks ago? Was Levis the talk back then? I mean, if they I want to. The reason you do it, it's not because you don't think your guy is going to be that. You do it because you want the you assur assurance you want that you're going to get him. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. I've, I've heard Houston will not touch CJ Stroud with a 10 foot pole just because the owner of the Texans holds a grudge like nobody else. And the same agent who represents CJ Stroud also represents Deshaun, and they don't want to deal with him at all. So Stroud is out mm. for Houston. Hmm. Mm. It's you know over the past couple months it's flip flopped. I mean we've seen Stroud number one in mock projections, and then we see Bryce Young. Um, I haven't seen a lot of Will Levis, but um, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to agree with Coltrane. I, I I think it's Bryce Young. I mean we've been seeing a lot of mocks lately that uh, he's projected to go number one. So I, I'm going to say that that's uh, that's what's going to happen. But. We'll see, man. Everybody's going to be paying attention to that first pick from Carolina for sure. Um, what team is the first to draft a cornerback? Mikey P? Cornerback? Ooh, yep. Uh, I'm going to say Philly. I'm going to say the, the uh, Raiders. I think the Raiders at number seven go cornerback. The Raiders. Uh, Coltrane? Yep, you stole mine. I will also say Raiders. In my mock draft, at least the one I drew up, I got Weatherspoon going to Vegas. 
All right, that was question eight. Uh, all right, two more questions. How many running backs will get drafted in the first round? How many running backs? Mm, the answer mm, could be zero. I'm putting zero myself. Zero. No for one takes. No one takes a running back. I mean, I know they got that that that, that one town they were talking about, but I just I don't think anyone takes running back. Obviously, you can see where there's still people sitting on their couch waiting for teams right now, free agency wise. You know, it's just one of the you don't need a top. You don't need to spend a first round pick on a running back anymore. So I'm going with zero. Mikey P. I'm gonna say one. I think Bijan Robinson is probably the one that goes. So I'll say yeah, one. that's it. I'm gonna say one too. Drew uh, in Brick City says two, which is entirely possible. But we we see it every year. Like like people, the knock on running backs is, oh, you can you can find a good running back. You know, you don't have to draft high. You can find them in the third and fourth round. And I believe that's true. But there's also talent that it's it's there right and if you need a running back and there's teams that do um what better way to get a running back than to draft one because they're under a rookie wage scale they're very cheap um you don't have to sign no big money until you know four or five years later so you know if you need a running back i say grab one um there's going to be teams that that need one um not necessarily pick one in the first round but i do think there's one and Drew and Brick City, I almost said two. I, there could be two in the first round, but I'm going to just say one. Um, all right. How long after Roger Goodell says the Panthers are on the clock, does it say the pick is in? How long? Now, how many, how many minutes they get? Is it is it 15 minutes the first night? I think it's I, 10. Is it 10 minutes the first night? Yeah, I think I want to say they switch it to 10. Because it's only one round in the first night, so. Yeah. I think it's 10 minutes the first round now is and then i think it's five minutes every uh for every round after that who was the last team to miss a pick? Pick who was the last team to miss a pick god it's been a while it was like minnesota one minnesota kansas city or something had that like it was minnesota 10, i think 10 plus years ago like how do you miss a pick bro can you imagine having the the fifth pick in the draft and and you don't get it in time? <laughs> Holy shit! No. Uh, um. All right. So all right. So let's just say there's ten minutes on the clock. Uh, how long after Roger Goodell says Panthers are on the clock? Do you think they're taking the whole ten minutes, or is it like we know who we're getting? We're not going to field any calls to trade up. This is who we're taking. It's in. Like how many minutes? This could be a tiebreaker scenario. Yeah, we'll start with you, Mikey B. Uh, uh, oh, oh, cold train. Go ahead if you're ready. No, it doesn't matter. Uh, Thirty seconds, because yes, I think it's going to be as always happens in the draft. And that's why you, when, when I watch the draft and I see the pick is in, I get upset because I'm like, because they still have to do their show. But I believe within thirty seconds, it's going to say the pick is in. They're going to be like, oh, hey, Bill, they got their guy, and then they're going to commentate for another ten minutes. And then the pick will go in. That's how the draft always goes. Right. So, yeah. That's what we're going to see. Yeah. There, there is the uh, the the excitement because you want to be talked about. You know, I wonder what, you know, Carolina is going to do because they have the card in their hand. Like, they already know tonight who they're picking. 100%. So, yeah. Will they just be – let's let them talk about us for a while. Let's let the drama build up. Or do they just – 
blow it like in 30 seconds, you know, it pick is in. I, I'm going to say closer to 10 minutes. I'm going to say like seven minutes and 30 seconds is when they say the pick is in. Mikey P, finish this off. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, let's see. Uh, it was like eight minutes, one second. <laughs> eight minutes, one second. All right. So I just created this game to – so Thursday night, we don't have a pick, but we can uh, – I'll DM you guys the, a picture of this page so that way you guys can have it and just see how close we are in each one. I think it would just be something fun to do uh, while we're watching the Browns not pick in the first round. So that was our Prop Bets by the Yard Dogs podcast. Thanks for uh, for – giving us your input in the comments. Uh, Coltrane, you have an announcement about YouTube. If you could do that for us right quick. Yes, sir. All right, guys. All right, here we go. If you want to support the show, you can subscribe to the Network 216 YouTube channel for free. We're working hard to bring Cleveland sports content and some shows are joining the network. We are your one-stop shop for all your Ohio sports content. Good stuff. Yeah. If, if you happen to be watching our show right now and you look and you're not subscribed, please subscribe to the show. It, it, it helps us out tremendously. Our goal is to get to 2000 subscribers fairly quickly. We're about 500 ish subscribers away from that goal. So um, help, help a brother out and go ahead and hit, hit that subscribe button. Um, we also have a sponsor bet stamp, a new sponsor. Now, if you guys heard of BetStamp, maybe, maybe not. Uh, BetStamp is basically, it gives you, it shops all the lines for you. So let's say you normally uh, bet on FanDuel and the Cavs are favored by one and a half, but another app has them only favored by one. Well, BetStamp does all that. They shop all of the uh, sports books and they give you the best lines for your bets. It's a way to maximize your bets. You know, if you're shopping for a pair of Nikes, um, it, it, it's like you want to get the best deal for your Nike shoes, right? So BetStamp does that for all you degenerate gamblers out there. You can go to BetStamp, um, betstampapp.com. Uh, you can also look at our Twitter page at Yard Dogs Pod. It'll have the link on there. But use promo code NETWORK216 to uh, sign up for BetStamp. That's our newest sponsor, boys. Well, any final thoughts on the show? Um, we have the Barking Brown show coming on next. We have about less than a minute. Any final thoughts, Mikey P, as we roll into the draft? Um, it's going to be an interesting draft because I realized that Thursday night I'm actually booked to go see Ancient Aliens with my wife uh, at the Salem Center. So I'm going to miss a lot of it. I mean, uh, I'll keep up with it on my phone notifications and stuff, but... Uh, it's weird. Another year of not having a first round pick. So, um, and we don't have a second round pick. So yeah. Or second. It's, uh, it, it's going to be interesting for sure. Uh, but I, I, I just love football. So I'll watch the draft. I want to see where some of these Ohio state guys go. And, uh, would you interested to see the chaos? I like seeing it when it's like trade, trade, trade. Yeah, I, I love what Andrew Berry and company have done so far this year in the offseason. Um, they're not done yet. We have two picks in the third round. Uh, that's going to be on Friday night, right? They do the second and third yeah, right. round on Friday night. Mm -hmm. So 
So uh, the Browns fans night will be on Friday night. Um, Can't wait to see what Andrew Barry is going to add there. There's a couple positions that we can look at. You know, he needs to add probably some more help on the defensive line, uh, maybe linebacker, safety. You know, there, there's a there's a couple positions. Running back, I've heard, not in the third round, but sometime in this draft, you know, maybe add another running back. But I, I can't wait to see what our roster looks like at the end of this weekend. But we have to get through Thursday first. Coltrane, any final thoughts on the show tonight or the draft? Uh, for the draft, I just hope, you know, I really hope it's like a best available draft. I mean, have yeah. fun with it, Andrew Barry. Let the board come to you. Um, I hope it's the best available to where, like, you know, it's not necessarily – I know a lot of people say we're going to draft a receiver high. It's almost – I hope Andrew Barry kind of fools us a little bit where, where he, um, you know, gives us somebody that we weren't really expecting but they really believe in. Um, just no trade back. Scott Barry, please don't do it. I don't care if he does in the later, round, later rounds, but I, I guess he's already stated publicly that he, they'd more opt to, to trade back than up. And it's just like, dude, I don't I, – I'm, I'm one of those guys, like, if you if you have your – like, even if they have, like, a first or second round type guy, if you have your guy, give up that other second – or give up that other third and a fourth to move up. I, I'm all about that kind of stuff. Like I, I, like, I feel like Dorsey used to do stuff like that. But it's like, you know, Barry's more like, oh, like, we got a couple guys at this spot that we like, but uh, we could trade back, guys. I mean, we, I'll take either of those guys, right? We'll trade back for strategy for next year. So – Again, I don't want to go on a tangent, but, you know, A.B., uh, I wish – I hope you trade up more than you trade back, my friend. Um, it would be great just to see a really cool draft. But I, I'm with you guys. Um, best available. I think they, they took care of a lot of needs in free agency. So if they just go best available, I'll be happy. And let's just – let's get some good players to add to this team, man. Amen, brother. Couldn't have said it better myself. You were watching the Yard Dogs podcast. Stick around for the Barking Brown Show next with Nick Carnes and Jacob Roach. This has been Network 216, one of the shows on Network 216. So check out all of our shows on YouTube at Network 216. I like to end all of our shows with a Go Brown. So Coltrane, Mikey P, if you'll join us on the count of three. One, two, three. Go Browns. Go Browns. We will see you next week.